0: Hey guys. Welcome to episode 143 of the JV Club. 143. I uh, want to welcome you in. I want to welcome you to this episode with Janine Brito. Uh, what a gem. I want to give some shout outs. Guys, first of all, I want to thank those of you. And I, I've been in touch with you directly. So you know who you are. And I'll probably put together um, a special shout out for for those of you who are getting involved. For the Pinterest response, I think I thought no one would respond. And I'm just so tickled that uh that uh so many of you did and i just i just thank you so much it's going to be a tremendous help um so uh more on that uh online but um i want to thank uh on facebook i want to thank brooke and uh, angie and courtney i uh, thank you guys so much for coming to so many uh san francisco shows at sf sketch fest um louisa i want to uh Acknowledge you and uh, and tell you to keep keep getting better. Um, I know you will. I want to thank Lynn uh, for your note on Facebook. I want to thank. Um, meowery for your comments about the Cameron Esposito episode I want to thank Jenna on Facebook for reminding me uh, and sharing with everybody that uh, secret identity is the name of that story that I was talking about with uh, on the Cameron episode when I was talking about the little girl who loves being uh, the mascot secret identity is the name of the this American life episode so feel free to check that out Uh Elad, I want to thank you for encouraging uh, both Cameron and me to get LASIK listen who knows maybe you'll push us over the edge uh, I want to thank everybody who wished me happy birthday on Twitter and on Facebook. Thank you guys so so much. Um, sometimes when I get stuff like that, I get so overwhelmed that I I don't respond to anything in due time, and um, that just goes to show what an old biddy I am about social media. Uh, and then yuri I want to thank you for your email, and um, I'll do some more catching up on on shoutouts ASAP in the interim. I welcome you in again to Janine's episode. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Now entering. Nerdist.com
1: At comedy level I do feel like holding this mic I need to be like da.
0: da, da, da I da. know
1: it's very sparkly uh, I enjoy it is it Well, a I, lot. you know
0: I, I I wanted to give you some nice mood lighting I wanted you to feel Thank very you. comfortable if not drowsy uh yeah, well, Whitley's this looking herself evening, so oh, I feel sure. oh I think it might have only been a leg oh, and
1: Scott oh man.
0: yeah they're really Look, guys, when Janine came in, she saw the dogs outside, which I'm always... What I try to do is put them outside first, because what I assume is that people will be honest when I say, like, hey, would you like the dogs in Mm -hmm. or out? But if the dogs are already in, people feel they have to say it's fine. fine." And then I get the vibe that it's not, which... It's I'm so okay opposite. if it's not.
1: But you, I you honed in on that. Them, them right and in. I was like, please bring these you baby fluffs <laughs> oh, These oh, sweet little baby sweet fluffs. Sweet little baby fluffs. Oh. They do have very like baby chick fur. Scott does. Yes, he least. does. He does. And he also has
0: like a very puppy face mm-hmm. considering his decrepitude. That's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> also not accurate. He has a lot of puppy energy. So he, I feel he's going to live forever. Yeah. And I refuse to believe otherwise.
1: Yeah. Same with my oh, pet goodness. as well where what where what what pet is, oh i have you, I have a cat
0: oh, you have a cat, okay, so you have a cat oh that's I have right. a cat I would like a dog so you cats, but you want a dog yeah, um, yep, yep, Cats yeah. are easier to mm-hmm. not worry about in terms of like if you're traveling totally. or whatever your job is, or yeah, yeah, if you're going to be away from home a lot for sure, yeah. Oh, boy. How'd your cat uh, do with... I uh, assume came from San Francisco with you down here? From
1: New York. I, I moved over from New York. It's his... Why did I think you were in San Francisco? I was I was
0: there before New York. Okay. Um, how long were you in New York? I was in New
1: York for two and a half years. Okay.
0: Yeah. I'm not so far off because two and a half years is like a no, day for it, me now it's in my a, old age.
1: I feel like in New York time, it's a blip. That's right. Um, but I was in the Bay for four and a half years before that. So, Okay. Um, and sort of like san francisco was my comedy school mm-hmm. I guess, where, I, where i came into my own oh, but you didn't actually attend comedy school no because there are
0: such places
1: only the comedy school of life i hate myself for saying that okay but yeah uh his name is professor Papo meowington i just call him Popo because i'm not professor papa meowing Papo. Papo meowing Papo forgive me for getting uh, that ridiculous okay. name wrong. <laughs> 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 i'll name. let it slide it's a wonderful name um it's his third cross-country move um he did okay after the second one the san francisco to new york one he freaked out on the plane he couldn't handle it mm-hmm. and so now whenever he has to travel he pees everywhere okay Aww. so this time around i had to buy him a diaper Oh, cat Uh, diaper. Well, cat actually a dog diaper because my cat is eighteen pounds and enormous. Like not like, not like like he is chunky, but but he's just like he's a linebacker cat. He's a big cat. cat. Yeah. Um. So I have always have to get him medium sized dog items and then adjust them for cats. So he wore a diaper the country and oh, was not happy
0: did, with me. i was gonna say do you feel because much more so than dogs and boy this is not a pet podcast although sometimes it feels like it might be <laughs> um i mean we can agree that cats seem more aware when their dignity has been compromised yes. than dogs do yeah
1: if he trips if he falls off the bed yeah it's like 10 minutes before he can mm-hmm. look at me again <laughs> <laughs> he's like he's like you saw now he really turns his back and oh, stares God, at a corner great. just like come on man get it together (laughs) it's really funny
0: some self-talk and self-criticism going on inside his cat brain totally oh
1: boy how old is he did you say he is eight okay yeah
0: I remember when my cat was eight. My cat loved to be seventeen. You got a long
1: way to go. I know. I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, you're you're with me. I always, yeah. I often imagine like, oh, we're just gonna die at the same time. Like he's just I can gonna live that. a billion years. <laughs> all right, this yet. is
0: where it gets really <laughs> creepy. Listen, it's a tradition that I offer to kill. Doctor Cat
1: Morkian. That's right. <laughs> to kill them at the same time. Hold on now. As... Let me let that sink in. Yep.
0: All right. I think all I got right. it. I think it's it's in it sunk in really deep janine i'm concerned it really sunk way in keeping
1: up with a lot of the at midnight hashtags (laughs) puns on the brain great Uh, great 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 it'll happen oh oh, boy cat working
0: sure thing sure enough um have you did you have pets when you were younger like have you always Um, had a pet if you're a pet person
1: it's ah i have a weird so my mom and dad they divorced when i was eight Mm -hmm. um and i remember before that when when we were uh still a family uh my parents would do this dance where my dad was like a huge animal lover and my mom just did not want animals Mm -hmm. in the house so they do this dance where like my dad would bring home a dog or two and be like hey got the new family dog and I was like excited. I would bond with the dog and unbeknownst to me behind closed doors, oh, no. there was a fight going on oh, no. where mom would be like, we You're can't have, no, okay. no, no, no. I have two siblings. Okay. Um, by the time I was the baby, I was the all baby right. of the family when all this was happening. Um, and unbeknownst to me they'd be fighting and then like a week later my dad would be like oh the owners came and found there'd be some oh, story of like no we cannot keep the dog oh, how many times did this happen this you happened, to estimate like three or four times that's a lot and then the other like, like, two times yeah. more
0: than i would ever imagine
1: yeah um and it was like and then Like another time, I remember in kindergarten, I was always like, I want a dog. I I was dog crazy. And my family would drop hints and be like, maybe someone's going to get a dog this year. Mm -hmm. Christmas morning, I run out into the living room and it's a uh, Christmas stocking with a stuffed animal dog coming out of it. That was my dog. Oh, no, 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 uh, um, no, no. So really like no. so now with with dogs especially but all animals, I'm like I need it. I need to take him in. Yes. And yes. so like I can't go to PetSmart adoption days because I will cry in the parking lot yeah. if I don't bring a dog home. Yeah. Uh, so it, childhood no. And then after they got divorced, my dad finally was like, I'm having all the dogs forever. Uh-huh. So <laughs> weekends and Summers and stuff. I would be with um, my dog slash his dogs, Uh, but at home, like most of the time, pet free house. Uh, But the interesting is, interesting thing is now my mom and stepdad retired to Kentucky. Got two dogs and huh. love them huh. so much. Like the Christmas card was the dogs. Oh yeah! Like they baby talk the dogs. Yes, They're very indeed. warm, and I'm like, uh, I'm a little bit like, you just should have done, a done little this too late. time. late yeah. lots
0: too late. Too, you know? too late. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. funny. It's, it's so weird. Someone was just telling. I don't remember if it was someone. <laughs> I, can't, I hate when I can't remember if it was on or off the podcast because I want to be like, you guys remember? Remember that person whose parents just got a dog? <laughs> I feel like it, microphones were in hand when that story was told about uh, parents who just got a dog and, and love their dog. And yeah. now I'm not totally sure if that's the case, but I'm sure someone is listening right now going, Varney, yes, it was blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the sort of like, do you, are they also grandparents? they are okay
1: yeah so it's i was i can't like psychoanalyze well, my way into weird. like well
0: it sounds like they gave themselves some dog
1: grandparent grandkids the psychoanalysis part of it that i do is okay my my mom and stepdad lovely people like great parents a little cold though mm-hmm. like a little distant a little like they're uh, my mom's like scandinavian and they're both army children so like a oh, little distant okay. but with the yeah. dogs mm-hmm. they're just like face to belly you uh-huh, know what i mean? like uh-huh insane and even i I get the impression that they don't particularly like children Uh even though they had three of them Uh and so i feel like nieces nephews grandkids are like all right give us an hour and then we're done but dogs the dogs they are like we are locked in yeah these are our babies people like that yeah for
0: sure yeah and i mean it's a very different experience especially i don't know it's interesting Uh, everything that you just said (laughs) I have no
1: right to psychoanalyze your stepfather (laughs) and your mother no but I think that there's something about like I like it because now we have something to bond over because I am just as dog crazy so now I like it because I'm like at first, I was a little bit like, what's going on here? Do you love these dogs more than you love yeah. me? <laughs> but now I'm like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Cra- let's get them costumes. <laughs> like right, We're going. And they're into it. They're super Even into the it. Even the costume part. Yeah. Isn't that so
0: funny and great? Yeah. yeah. Scandinavian. It's really, that's really interesting. Icelandic is my mom. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Cuban. It. I really know very little about... These are the, the Let me just go, go ahead and exercise exorcise uh-huh. the stereotypes I'm going I have in my mind, and you can tell me if I was right to, to exercise them or if I'm right. But Icelandic, listen. I just imagine exactly what you just said. Somebody who is probably very interesting and bright, mm-hmm. and also a little standoffish, and then Cuban feisty, yes. feisty, yeah like that's it those are my two
1: that's those, all are, I got. those are very correct <laughs> um very limiting yeah my mom my mom was icelandic as my grandmother and then her dad is from alabama so it was like a southern icelandic like like my grandmother my icelandic southern grandmother who was from iceland lived in alabama for ever since she married my my grandfather um lovely awesome incredible woman but like would do things like not be able to pronounce my name and never learn how to pronounce she'd call me Deneen really? um and stuff like like she would like at one point she turned to me because I had never I was in the closet so I never had uh any boyfriends or anything like that and I remember in my 20s I never came out to her uh in my 20s she turned to me and she was like you know do you have a boyfriend and I said no and she's like good no man, no kids. That's how I should have done it. Like saying that to her offspring, great, great, but so great, awesome. Great. Yeah. So like, ah, oh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so that, and then versus like my dad to the family, you know, everyone you meet for the first time it's either a kiss on the lips or a kiss on the cheek huge hug even if you're fourth or fifth cousins you're still yeah. cousins it's like a very it's two very so, different ha, yeah uh, and, and and they and, but they made it through the eight years that you they were, were alive together. certainly
0: and then you have siblings who were older yeah uh,
1: i have an older sister uh who's nine years older than me uh oh so they were together a good they were together time. for a while they um they met when my mom was, I think, 16, and my dad was, like, 22, 23. Oh, okay. Um, and then... So, yeah, they they were together for, I think, like, 13, 14 years. Some people might say he was too old for her. Uh, now, yes. Back then... I mean, it was the 70s. Yeah. The 60s, 70s. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know when. I don't know when they met exactly. Um, uh, were you I mean, an accident? I don't... I think I was... I think my sister was the only whoopsie baby. Okay. Um, cause my mom got pregnant when she was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think me and I have a half brother mm-hmm. who's 13 years younger. Um, my mom, wow, what a span. Yeah. 17 amazing. to 40. That's, that's a cra- great, but my mom always had a babysitter. Yeah. She had just a built in. Well, yeah, that's what a the when there's a yeah. big gap
0: like that. Yeah. I so mean, it helped. Yeah. Uh, what was your relationship like with your
1: siblings? Um, because of that kind of gap, um, my sister and I not super close until she got to be like in her twenties. When I remember when we were kids and she was a teenager, she was like, "Get out of my room!" Like, sure. hated it. Her friends thought I was adorable and mm-hmm. always wanted to play with me, and she was always like, "No!" <laughs> I remember that. Um, and then, sort of, once I moved away, once my mom and I left the country when I was ten, she like became much more maternal. Um, and then my brother, my little brother, always very maternal um, like I took my mom to the hospital when he was born because my stepdad was out of town and mm-hmm. and was always like third parent that 's cool it 's interesting, yeah you really i mean i don 't feel like there are that many kids who get to have the experience of being
0: both the baby and then like the super maternal older sister, yeah, that's really
1: interesting. I, I feel like that 's extremely rare. I feel like i 've had all three experiences because yeah. I was the baby for a while, and then my mom and I. Uh, when she met my stepdad, lived out of the country, so I was like an only child, essentially. Yeah, where did you guys live? Um, so after I left Miami, when I was 10, it went uh, Miami to Scotland, Alabama, Hong Kong, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, is where I went to high school, uh, and then I went to then college in St. Louis, and then the Bay Holy Area. Holy smokes! What was Scotland? Um, well, my stepdad's English, okay, and does international liquor sales, or did international Ooh. liquor sales, and that's where he was working when they first decided to move in together. How was that? Wait, I, when? How long were you there? To, to I was go? only there for like nine months. Okay. And um, how old were you? I was 10. 10. Yes. Yes yes, yeah. yes. yes. And because they weren't officially married, at one point we were trying to get back into the country after a visit at home and uh, they wouldn't let us back into the country. They said we were illegally living there. So then we had to go live with my grandparents for two years until his Divorce went through and he and my mom could get married. So that's what the. So wow, we were only in Scotland were really for nine months. Very
0: attached to her life in terms of. Oh, yeah, of, yeah. You know, sort of
1: being along for the
0: ride. so Totally. To speak, and, and in whatever way you were compromised or, you know, blessed in that yeah. regard.
1: I mean, I, I def- it was difficult. I didn't want to leave Miami. I was very close to my dad. Um, but I think now that I'm older, I can see. They appreciate it. Um, and my mom was always like the more responsible parent. So of course she was gonna, like, she's the one who like did the dirty work that mm-hmm. needed to be done as a parent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was no question in my mind that I was going to be with her over right. my dad. Right. Yeah. Is your dad first generation American? Uh, no, my dad was born in Cuba. He was uh, and came okay, over. Okay, so
0: uh, have you been to Cuba? I guess that was my concern, no, my question. no. Do you I, have an interest in going?
1: I do. I really, really want to. I don't have family there anymore, mm-hmm. um, so I like don't have that pulling me in. Um, I do want to go before it gets Americanized. Whenever they lift right. the embargo, right. um, I'd like to go pretty soon after. Um, so I don't know when that or if that would happen. We'll see. Well, I can arrange for that, too. Okay, you're going to talk to Obama. I'm a very
0: minor make-a-wish. I feel like I owe you at least a trip to Cuba since I've threatened to kill you and your cat. I feel like if you want that trip to get shoehorned in before (laughs) doomsday, I can make it happen. Okay, great. Perhaps I can make it happen in Cuba if you want to take Professor... (laughs) Take Pop. Hold on, now, hold
1: on. Okay. Uh, Professor Papa Miao? Wington? Papo. P-A-P-O, and then Meowington. I do feel okay. like Papa fits, though, since he's so <laughs> enormous. <laughs> it really does. I'm a big fan.
0: I'm a fan of that name. I was. I had a dog in my life for uh, a time named The Professor. It's such a and, good... And uh, 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 I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that time. <laughs> um, okay, so... So for high school, then, you were pretty much in the same spot though you were like pretty
1: most firmly rooted. i was in hong kong for the first half of freshman year okay and then uh my stepdad uh was headhunted for a job in kentucky okay so halfway through freshman year we moved but then how we was stayed. hong kong i like
0: hong kong a lot i still do um, were you in a school with like a million different kind of races and social backgrounds and yeah
1: i mean it, it was I, I went to the british school in hong kong and so it was I was one of the few Americans there, because there was a separate American school, but it was way more expensive than the British school, so um, hmm. I went to the British one instead.
0: Finally, so America yeah. <laughs> is more expensive, everybody.
1: Uh, we're leading the charge. Um, but yeah, a lot of Brits, Australians, Canadians, Japanese. How's your British accent? Chinese? I'm not insisting that you do so one. So awful. I'm just asking. I do a better uh scottish accent that i do i would. i uh, think many people will argue that a scottish accent is more challenging so good on you yeah well i guess since i lived there for a little bit yeah um but my little brother has like a half and half my little brother's accent is really cute he Ooh. has like a southern accent uh-huh. that goes into like a british Ooh. lilt okay it's super this. he's like let's call him no we don't need call him. <laughs> he uh he's always like um dd Like he does that. That's my nickname. My family nickname is Titi. Um, Do you think that maybe we could go get some hamburgers? Like it like totally (laughs) goes. It's so cute. And he doesn't hear it
0: in himself? I don't think so.
1: That's kind of amazing. I know. I love it so much. Uh,
0: Do you have any, within your sort of all these different travels, and because you have such a diverse background, um, have you had the kind of yen (laughs) to live outside of the country? Uh, on
1: your um, yeah, totally. I mean, I have a weird thing where after if I'm in a place for more than four years, I get antsy. And like, I'm when are we leaving? Uh, which uh, for comedy, just this is where I am now and I need to learn uh, to live with it. But yeah, I, I think the only reason I haven't is because... I do stand up. Um, yeah. That's such an that's American. The,
0: I mean, yeah. In terms of, yeah. How do you take that? I mean, I, I, you could probably take that over to, to, you know, the UK. UK or Australia. Yeah. yeah, And Australia, but yeah, in general, it's so fascinating to imagine. Like I'm always interested, even in, in, even in Scandinavia, which I is so American. I don't want to say Americanized Cause that feels like it doesn't have its own culture, which it absolutely does. But, um, and individual cultures among the countries, but seeing, seeing uh, quite a few people coming through stockholm and you know oslo and stuff like that yeah um, yeah, yeah of co- like in my head i'm like oh i guess yeah i mean at this point if you're if you're a country that has you know a preponderance of satellite networks and mm-hmm. you're just watching american tv all the time of course you would find the same things funny
1: yeah but i'm like we've sort of set the tone for so long that yeah. it still is yeah is pretty firmly in effect
0: but in my mind somehow yeah. it's like good, good luck right. try to find her a fit in with the locals or whatever. Well,
1: I think the other big thing is is that this still is the epicenter of the entertainment industry. Like even comedians who come from other countries are, yeah. are trying to get into the states because yeah. this is where the money is. It's so uh, funny too because I, I don't know if other people have this experience um,
0: <laughs> and 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 you can tell me if you've ever had this thought because it is the antithesis of that. But I think when I'm at my most grumpy about being in the epicenter, um sometimes I almost want to like do the absolute reverse and be like, I wonder if I would be a novelty in Australia like yeah like to remove yourself from where everyone wants to right. be and be like maybe i could be a bigger fish in a smaller pond.
1: when i reach those lows i want to leave it entirely i'm like let me get the fuck out of here right and like just buy You're a not cabin doing the like i'm yeah, just like, get like, get like out. negotiating with yourself yeah like for a long time i had the listing of really a mountainside cabin in chile saved in my bookmarks and when i would get really sad well, and depressed in new about york. our mash game this sounds like you're gonna have ample yeah. uh, dream places and dream things and this is when I, I new york didn't didn't suit me well so i was very depressed there and when i would get really sad i would just look at that listing and go through the Boy, the I pictures of of like do I can you have live- a
0: pinterest account
1: no I don't I don't I that just got like Instagram dreaming yeah and
0: I'm I'm really bad at it too but there's a JV club one so you'll have one for your episode like things we talk about there will be visual Ooh. representations and like quotes and stuff from the episode but yeah I, that that, that escape is like yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds like a, a really great place to kind of collect those that that World of sort of like, yeah.
1: huh. I don't know if I should escape
0: into that world because
1: definitely <laughs> I would just live there. Like, ooh, oh, I could heaven. Well, that's also
0: what you know. I think uh, some alternate reality video gaming kind of stuff is. Oh too, yeah, right? totally like giving you the opportunity to sort of disappear into into a place um what why did you want to move to new york to begin with if you don't mind my asking
1: um well i i moved there because i got the job on totally biased um so yeah that's that's what took me out and then after we got canceled i just kind of stayed a little bit longer um
0: well that's a great reason to go my goodness yeah yeah yeah, to go with a job absolutely um and uh when you when when that was going on still you kind of felt like i'm not fitting i'm not feeling um, it here
1: like i also you know i had wanted to move to new york cuz i heard you know you can get up so much and like you you grow so much as a comedian and i feel like when i got out there um the hours were so long that i didn't really get to take advantage of that and mm-hmm. sort of uh the show got canceled um around the same time that an Australian woman absolutely destroyed me and broke my mm. heart. Kind of uh, like that happen altogether uh, yeah. Uh. And so when I did have the opportunity, I was at such a rock bottom that I like, I couldn't write. Um, and I was just miserable. And then finally when I was like, all right, let's get back out there. I kind of felt like an outsider in the New York comedy community like, people were like oh you're still here like what right i thought you were back west and uh-huh. so that made me feel worse about myself and it was just a a, a a spiral that i shouldn't have let myself get into so i think um new york started to represent this like very dark time I think in my life. so normal though and i think it's very common she said getting rid of her gum which she could not <laughs> have
0: been chewing up to this point uh i mean th- come on that's not like is there, I've been talking about this a lot on the podcast lately, but I'm, I, and maybe forever, but, um, but I really enjoy now, um, things that make me feel like, ah, I don't have to worry too much because everyone's been there. Like, it, that your story, I think you're extremely unique and special. But isn't it kind of great that you're like, listen, I got my heart crushed yeah, in fucking yeah. New York City, it and, feels that, and then I to had to get out of that cold, cold place. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's like that's you're not the first person who's gone through that, and I totally. think there's there's something very comforting about that. To yeah,
1: me. absolutely. It makes you f- like for the longest time when all this stuff was, you know, when I was in that place, I was like, you're such a fucking idiot. What's wrong with you? And then to to hear people be like, oh yeah, been there. It makes you feel like, oh yeah, this is just some uh, a a common thing. It's a trap people fall into, and I'm not an idiot or crazy. Absolutely,
0: and I think there's something that happens. There was something that happened for me when I can't mark when it happened, but and maybe the transition was gradual. But I really did, as I aged, probably through like maybe sometime in my 20s. You can actually kind of track the transition between being very frustrated by people. Saying like, oh, listen, I've been there and you'll get over it. Yeah. And, and the frustration of being like, oh, uh, no, I won't. Right. You're not me I'm right. broken in a very specific way And to like Eventually being like I really need to hear this And yeah. I need to believe it And I'm really looking forward To not feeling this And thank God I have people telling me That there's another side to this And it's funny
1: There's like Whatever that transition is Where you're like I guess I don't want to wallow anymore Right I think it sort of happens It's I think it's a common experience Little by little Someone was telling me I don't know It must have been like New York Times Or one of those Smarty smart publications <laughs> uh, A friend was telling me That they to study and people sort of hit this crazy emotional low uh, in their middle age like in their 40s and 50s where they think because uh, it's like you know your you're 20s and your 30s you're building up you're like this is what I'm gonna do I'm working towards it and then you get in your 40s and 50s and you're frustrated with yourself for not reaching those heights and then it tips up your happiness just skyrockets mm. in your old age. Cause you're like, you know what? This is all there is. And it's fine. It's yeah. pretty good. I have a pretty great life. And yeah. you sort of take time to appreciate what you have. So it, it's like those little emotional roller coasters and hurdles I think kind of mimic your overall mm-hmm. emotional ride and and sort of like as you get older you hopefully get wiser incrementally with all of these experiences sure. that you have and, and you- maybe you get just
0: sort of like less patient in a good way with like negative thinking I mean yeah Uh, these are broad generalizations because some people do get worse and more angry and crotchety as they get older. And I'm also wondering, I mean, now we're just talking about something that you can't exactly perfectly cite and nor need you should be able to, but like, what a weird sentence that was. Um, (laughs) But but I'm wondering if there's a difference. I can't imagine that it's like universally the same between men and women though because I feel like what happens a lot of the time in – in straight and gay relationships, but I'll cite straight ones because they're sort of what we've all clocked and looked at for right. decades. Um, is that, you know, it feels like what I understand to be true is like women start to kind of relax even more in their forties and are like, I'm fucking great. This is, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah. I don't, you know what? I'm awesome. And that's right. When like certain straight men are like, oh, hold on, is this yeah. all there is? Yeah, panic, yeah, yeah. panic, panic, panic. And that's why, there are these crises where guys buy sports cars while women are like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't relate to your panic because
1: I'm finally feeling like I'm here. I'm I'm okay. I also feel it's a little bit of, of women getting the shit under the stick and constantly having these expectations put on us throughout life Mm. to where we've been battered like you gotta look this way you gotta get this this and this and this your biological clock is ticking it's ticking. that by the time you reach a certain point you're like you know what fuck all of that yeah like we sort of get beaten down to a point of being a little (laughs) bit more zen (laughs) about life (laughs) yeah
0: but now i've been stripped of everything i'm going to feel fine yeah that's so funny well you were saying uh that you never so you never came out to your grandmother i
1: haven't come out to any of my grandparents okay uh, one is still alive um yeah none of them i think i i mean maybe they would have been fine with it uh, on my father's side uh they my my family and grandparents are extremely religious mm-hmm. um and then on my mom's side it's just maybe it's stereotypes that i had in my head about age and you know being from the south and and all that stuff um i just kind of felt like i didn't want to risk them being like oh no yeah uh, but i kind of feel like it was the sort of thing where everyone knew and we just didn't talk about it when did you
0: start cuz you said that you'd never had boyfriends but does that how does that relate to whether you had
1: girlfriends like when i mean i didn't i didn't come out to Myself and and then come out until I was like twenty one. Okay. Um, so
0: when you were in high school, did you did you just kind of feel asexual, or did you feel like
1: you had crushes on girls, but you wouldn't identify yeah. them in that way to yeah. yourself? I would. Yeah, I would definitely had crushes on on women and would just kind of like swallow them down. I mean, I would get, I still get crushes on men. It's just now I recognize that they're more men, like friend crushes. Mm-hmm. And so, so you back would have then, crushes on
0: boys too. Yeah, go, I mean, teenagerhood is a great time to have crushes yeah. on everybody.
1: Yeah, and so like if I, I think if I got a crush on a guy, I would really be like, this is what you got to focus on, and I would kind of like wipe away like, oh, all of these women are making me feel these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because i knew really early on i knew like four or five Mm -hmm. i i knew um and you know came from such a religious family that i like didn't i was like no Mm -hmm. that's not something you can be Mm -hmm. um and so finally when i was 21 uh my my best friend Danielle dragged me out of the closet. and We were at dinner one night talking about relationships and she finally turned to me and she was like, Janine, you're not straight. Like you're just not." She finally was like, "I can't play this game with you anymore." Um <laughs> no. and that happened a lot. Like my dad asked me once when I was like 13. Huh. I had other friends' parents, like it's people Interesting that you actually had people ask, coax,
0: trying to yeah. coax it out of you and still you were like I
1: and so finally at 21, I was like, yeah, you're right. And then I like, that's when I started finally dating.
0: What did you, mm, were you, oh, wow. So interesting. I'm not, I'm, I hate, I'm not to turn you into mm-hmm. a lab rat. I'm no, just so right. interested. Because for one thing, like at ages four and five, I mean, I've been talking about, I guess I talk about sexuality a lot anyway. And for whatever reason that's it's been coming up a lot. I think before, during and after the, this, this business with the show that I was doing where my character ended up with a girl in the end. And Mm -hmm. it was this great thing. And, um, and so it's been a topic of conversation like outside the podcast as well. But, um, but at four or five is an age where I like, I don't know what I assumed or what I still am holding on to about assumptions where I just think everyone's doing what I'm doing or whatever. But, like, at four and five, I was totally making out with girls.
1: Oh, really? Like, full-on
0: makeouts. I mean, I think... But we would call it boyfriend-girlfriend, in quotes. Right. Or doctor, or whatever. And much less so with boys. And, you know, I don't... I guess I just assume everyone's doing that. And I guess I assume that (laughs) people just were like, oh, you mess around when you're a kid. And then you you either decide that that's you were role playing or you decide that that's what you're into right. or, but now that I say that, I realized that I did have a friend that I made out with that. Like I was very open about later, like in mm-hmm. high school, cause I still knew her being like, remember when we used to, and she was like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like,
1: Huh? She has a problem with this. Oh, is she? Whereas I'm... Do you know what her... She's totally
0: straight. Oh, okay. She's totally straight, and I think um, straight to the point where like it made her uncomfortable to mm. remember having mm-hmm. kissed a girl, whereas right. I was like...
1: You're like, whatever, we I were always kids. patted
0: myself on the back, like, yeah. Yeah, I knew early on that fluid, it's all fluid. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm interested that you... It's so. It's just so interesting to imagine having that understanding at that age, whether it's articulated to yourself or not, and then still like clanging down that wall yeah. because there are so many people who don't even really you know I mean aware it's, of that. the experience is so different for so yeah. many different people some people have sex with boys some people you know I'm speaking of course of being a girl right and being gay but um uh it's
1: interesting that you that you just never even that you never no. let yourself do either. No, no. I mean, Until i re- I think so. Like, what happened is, uh, I talk about it on stage. Where like my first crush was Jessica Rabbit, and that's like I was watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and she comes out, and I was just like, oh, like yeah. it just kind of stopped in my tracks. Um, How dare you like someone who's so
0: like created by a man?
1: I know. I'm totally oh I'm totally god, kidding. it is no, but it is. is. My it is
0: what it is. My but she's so <laughs> she like female. That there's something
1: to well be my said first crushes you know I mean? so that's great my first crushes were like it was jessica rabbit she's very sexy she's so, very she was sexy. drawn with that person purpose that's like, right we're she's gonna give everybody way. boners like yeah. that's what the animators absolutely. thought absolutely absolutely uh, um and then the second my real life Human crush was Peg Bundy on Married oh, with Children*. that's so wonderful, and that's so great. Like hyper feminine oh. women that they could like almost be drag queens. Like right, that's how. Right, like right. that was. I was just like, oh, uh, Elvira, Mistress of oh, the Dark. Like, sure. the, like very Whoa, cleavage
0: is a big yeah, deal, right? It was very. I mean, that's, did you ever see? Did you ever get your hands on *Playboys* or anything?
1: Like, no. I, I mean, I think once when I was like nine, but I was it was like with my cousin and he was showing me really quickly like his dad's uh playboys and i remember them just i was just kind of like oh okay and then like i think he was coming in so i didn't really get to yeah. i didn't get to get a good look at him <laughs> uh um. i love it jessica rabbit and Peg Monique. how gorgeous oh, beautiful and so that was like crazy early on i remember when i was a kid like I would wish on a star that I could be a boy. Like, so like I knew women made me feel different yeah. and I, you know, I was in Miami, I was in Cuban, Miami, super religious. Like it was very heteronormative, very like macho culture. And I remember like when I was a kid, my older cousin, Jonathan, who I like worshiped, he was a couple years older than me and was like the boy I wanted to be. We were making out with pillows And he was like, oh, my pillow is Madonna or whatever. And then I was, in my head, I remember thinking like, I'm going to one-up him with the woman that cannot be topped. And I told him, my pillow is Jessica Rabbit. And he freaked out. And he was like, you can't do that. That's a girl. And so I think like hearing it from him and then hearing it like at church sermons and stuff, it was kind of grilled in my brain of like, this is a bad thing to be.
0: Did you, were you ever exposed to anyone gay in your in your life like in your personal life and no. then, do you remember being exposed to icons or you know
1: celebrities who were gay before t- age 21 and thinking like
0: oh maybe i mean I like could-
1: in high school and and college before i came out yeah in my childhood life i was a huge fan of rupaul but i feel like that she is so campy that i didn't even like think of it as as gay culture um, but in my, I'm the first one to come out in my entire extended family, both sides. Mm. I don't know of anyone else in my family who's who's out. Um, and like I remember in high school and college being intrigued by lesbians. Like I was always too terrified to talk with them or hang out with them, but I would always just kind of be like, oh, "What? Like what is that? Like wh- I wanna know." what you're about yeah um and i had gay guy friends but i think they were so separated from me being you know of a different gender and sure and not sort of what i was interested in that i was like oh these are my buddies right right um, but also in kentucky in my high school there weren't there was like two guys who everyone could tell were gay but i don't think they ever knew they ever told anyone because yeah. it was pretty conservative there yeah. too
0: Well, what else were you into? Like, what were you? What what music were you listening to? And what was? And when you were in high school in Kentucky, by the way, Mm. was there? Um, did you get to? Did you get to have any of that? Like, and by the way, I've just come from Hong Kong, and before that, I was in Scotland. Like, was there any intrigue, or were people Mm. just like, "Hi, what's up?" I like at first. and By the way, all due respect (laughs) to Kentucky, that sounded very (laughs) hickish. I know wonderful things about Louisville. People (laughs) love Louisville. I know I will love Louisville.
1: Louisville's more of like a debutante Southern. Like, Mm. it's more of a, let's go to the races, Mm -hmm. like... Mm-hmm. where we a nice hat southern
0: yeah um, so there wasn't like because i feel like if you move to you know uh a pro, like a like a progressive school in new york and you've just been you know you've been to scotland and you've been to hong kong people would be like oh janine's cool like she's very cultured she's been all over do you know what i mean yeah
1: there i remember when i moved from from hong kong to uh louisville Um, I was sitting in class. I was like a super shy kid at first. Um, I sort of didn't like break out of that until later in high school. Uh, Crazy shy. And I was sitting in the homeroom and our principal was doing the like, this is the start of the semester. And she said something like, we have new students from blah, 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 and all the way from Hong Kong. And I remember just being like, oh, no, (laughs) I didn't want anyone to know. I didn't want to stand out and so like for a week every time i had a class there'd be a little bit like oh my god you're the girl from hong kong and then like after that week it was just kind of like whatever Uh nobody really asked me a whole lot Uh about it which i was fine with Uh um and
0: were you like uh you were shy but were you did you have strong opinions about like the books that you loved or movies that you loved watching or um, contemporary music since you had been moving around a lot and
1: stuff um, I mean, I was a huge fan of, I was like super boring and top 40. Like I didn't really know about alternative culture at all. Like now most of my friends, uh, you know, back then they're like, Oh, I love Slater Kinney. And I'm like, I didn't know any of that. I was like Backstreet Boys, Great. like Spice Girls, Great. all of that stuff. Great. All the way. Um, like can't hardly wait america i just was i like went to the i had a very suburban experience as a teenager
0: and does and you know i'm asking you because you Mm -hmm. don't i wouldn't necessarily have expected that no so that's probably something you encounter from a
1: lot of people like with an interesting life probably like
0: really into rem or whatever and you're like real
1: boring uh, real boring. i mean well and i was excited now i'm more excited to see high school pictures of you oh god i was super into art i remember like up until uh i got to college i was going to be a portrait painter like my dad uh was an artist and his dad was an, was an artist so i like i drew and painted a lot right. very solitary um and i would do that i was super obsessed with snl uh mm-hmm. in high school and would sit at home and watch that um were you, uh, w- what were your friendships like when you did make them uh, in high mm-hmm. school? Well, I were was... you the funny one? Yeah, yeah. But only to my small circle of friends uh, in the beginning. So I had uh, a few little groups. I was a little bit of a floater. Like I had two very close friends, uh, Karen and Ashley. Uh, but then I had like other little groups that didn't really hang out with each other that I could, that I would go hang out with.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, were they, or they uh, divided into sort of like the blank like the blanks yeah the blanks. yeah a little what, bit what were there? What were like
1: they? i mean most of them were just regular girls like cool not like the quote-unquote popular kids mm-hmm. or the jocks and then some of the alt and gothy kids i would hang out with um and i think i looked pretty plain so i didn't really fit any of the images of each of the groups so i think that gave me the freedom to just kind of like be like hey what's like what's going on uh-huh. um did and- you have a
0: did you have any sort of secret longings like oh sometimes like it would be fun to you know put on black lipstick for a day oh or for like, sure it would be fun yeah oh for and sure, for you, sure. And you, but you just never kind of tried that on
1: no not really like my friends would give me my girlfriends in high school lived to give me makeovers because i was such a tomboy oh, and they were, were like they were like i'm we to up think up of like yet. if i had that yeah. and then that's the big be- i have a very oh, divided fun. high school experience so like freshman sophomore year very shy very tomboyish still quite chunky uh from my fat kid days um and then uh, and then junior year uh I got cancer in high school. And so it was like this really weird, like it took me out of school. I was out of school for a little bit. Um, and then I came back to school and everyone knew who I was. That was the thing where everyone was like, who is this girl? What's she about? And so I was sort of like thrust into, And you went
0: back to the same
1: school. Yeah. 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 I was only gone for like a month. What were you diagnosed with? Uh, Hodgkin's disease. Yeah. Knock on wood. All clear. Um, and so that happened and I think that sort of forced me to come out of my shell because everyone like there had been fundraisers out? and stuff. I was gone. I was in the hospital uh, for a couple weeks and then at home for a couple weeks after that and then I would go to school like I whatever it was I hit the max of days that you can miss without being failed. Um, and so then what I did is I would uh, just have a half day on Fridays to go have treatment for junior year. Um, so I didn't miss a whole and I kept up outside of school and stuff um, But it was definitely had been long enough and you know, my school was great They had fundraisers and like, you know wrote cards and sent them to the hospital. So by the time I came back Everyone knew my name everyone had looked me up in the yearbook So I went from being this sort of like invisible person to all of a sudden everyone was like People would say my name in the hallway and I didn't know yeah how to react um, and so that kind of forced me to come out of my shell. Um, and I think helped me, it weirdly helped me in life cause now I'm like comfortable with just kind of uh, much more comfortable with just talking to people who are strangers. Whereas I think if that hadn't happened, I would be still sure painfully shy sure um how so.
0: I, I don't I, mean, I certainly don't want to make this all about that experience mm-hmm. but um but i am interested and curious if you're comfortable talking about it um you know for 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 those guests that i've had who experienced some sort of more intense or you know <laughs> I, I was gonna use the word grown-up because i think there are a lot of Kids who just feel like those yeah. are things they don't have to think about for a while, right. Kind of stuff. Um, it's certainly. It I is, don't know. Which is interesting. Yeah. Like for those of us who haven't had that diagnosis yet, and may, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully um, not. Hopefully, certainly, hopefully <laughs> not. Um, uh, just the idea of that being something that you're faced with at that tender age, mm-hmm. um, like managing that fear or having a recognition of. Ha- what that meant or could mean versus what would happen to somebody who's, you know, 50, who has a very different understanding of their own mortality. Right. By virtue of just like, guess what? By that time you really know how fragile life is and all that. Right. So I don't even know what I'm asking you, but I guess I'm
1: interested in, in how that the emotional it. maturity yeah.
0: that that brings about, or, you know, maybe I'm wrong and it doesn't. Or, no, it you definitely know?
1: does. Like I think in certain ways, um, It made me very mature because it it was like I had to sort of face that uh, very early on. Um, Like I was in a children's ward and there were kids dying around me in in the oncology ward and stuff. And I was 16. And um, so like I remember as a kid, my dad always saying like, you've done this before. Like, this is not your first time in this world. Like you, you're a very, you're an old soul sort yeah, of thing. I, know, but I love that. Yeah. So I feel like I, I already roll my eyes at that. I think that's that. so wonderful. Interesting. A little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. and so I didn't really freak out. And I also felt like, uh, I had to put on a brave face and be very brave for my family. Cause I mm. think, I think when you're sick, you feel like you have a little bit more control over it. um, because it is your body and i think in my experience that's it makes it easier to kind of like i felt like i had to put on a brave face for them because it's not their body it's not my mom's body or my dad's body and they're freaking out and i need to appear incredibly strong for them so that they don't so that they don't sort of stumble yeah um that makes sense yeah and so in that sense i was I grew up very early on, but I think in the typical high school experience, it kind of pulled me away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause even, you know, even when I came back from school, uh, you know, I was 16 and, and this is when all my friends were getting their driver's licenses and, and going out on the weekends. And I couldn't like my, like I, I would get treatment on a Friday and I'd mm-hmm. be knocked out for the weekend. And I had to save my energy for, to go to school mm-hmm. and, and graduate. And so I didn't really get to, s- sort of have that social interaction in that time where everyone was kind of blossoming into more of an an independent teenager. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that also like besides me being in the closet that put me at a disadvantage of like knowing how to navigate those waters. Absolutely. Um cuz it is it's like a,
0: I mean I hate to say it but it is like practice. You yeah. know, you're your you're practicing when totally. you're doing those things socially. That's, that's practice to, I don't know, get better at it, but like certainly to be more comfortable with right. it in whatever shape that takes. That totally makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and it, that, that definitely makes sense in terms of that kind of, it's like it sort of kept hitting the pause button on you Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, totally. So- yeah. And so were you, when, when in that time that you were kind of more removed from that, do you feel like that also kind of informed like your perspective now that you bring into comedy and kind of the way that your brain dissects things and the way you observe
1: things? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I think it, it, um, I think both in comedy and my life, it makes me a little bit more observant, but I think also I'm clueless at so many things. (laughs) Um, like uh, like I can dissect the dance a little bit, but then when I'm doing the dance, I'm just like, I I don't know what this right. is. Um, it feels so like yeah. very,
0: that, it's funny because that feels like vaguely science-y, right? It feels vaguely scientist-y. Right? Yeah. You sort of go, wow, sometimes it is. <clears throat> There's a situation in which like your, your, your ability to study and recognize something is directly related and, kind of proportional to your own ability to kind of fall into it and be in it and get it all over you so to speak right kind of makes sense Uh, you're a you're a uh um, Uh,
1: the laboratory of life that Uh, is how i push up my glasses (laughs) for real life i mean
0: (laughs) that's just how classes get pushed up though no i guess we can do them from the sides too but heavens knows that's that's the little how, push. That's the fastest. That's a fast <laughs> route to getting them up there.
1: actually, I have uh, ear hooks for my glasses because my oh, nose is great. so small that they fall down constantly. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's, that's you have a, I have. I my, have yeah, yeah. I,
0: it's, I have. I definitely could have Get used, them. There are They're so good.
1: use. Um, so in that good. way because
0: otherwise then it's like oh you're just pinching the bridge of your, your nose. nose to try to keep them on I'm gonna set the mic down your glasses down are my glasses. so great on you no please do I'll monologue about how great your glasses are on you uh, your glasses Thank are you. just really great glasses <laughs> for you yeah Warby Parker oh they're just great Um, they feel like part of your face to me and that's I don't know if, I guess that's a compliment yeah but I like that I like that, like, they that. that. <laughs> like they're very great glasses like you notice how great the glasses themselves are
1: but the glasses aren't wearing you. Yeah, you're wearing the glasses. I, know. I do Maybe enjoy I've had people not about. recognize me when I'm not wearing my glasses or more commonly if I'm not wearing a tie or a bow tie. Uh, Have you been wearing a,
0: a tie or a bow tie that long? I mean, you do y- you, you
1: look Yeah, fantastic I mean, I think since I moved to San Francisco, so since 2008.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a great look for you. Thank you. And for anyone. Thank Yeah, but for super fun you, we're talking about you right now. Super fun um I'm gonna get into some mash, I think. Okay. Do think? How, Let's do what, it. how how's that hit you? I'm not gonna call you Danine because that.
1: Is what <laughs> I it would make me feel. like Is
0: Icelandic home. is the is the J a, a Y sound and is that Y? I she's just, instead of Janine, she's sort of like I don't I just I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, it's weird because her last name was technically Jonas daughter mm-hmm. so there's a J in her maternal last name. But
0: like my friend Jonas, who's Swedish, is he got, Jonas. Jonas?
1: Yeah, oh. I think that's probably it. Then. I'm, I'm just, I've just been my pronouncing- detective work <laughs> began and end and ended
0: there. That's that was, that was that fast. Um, all right. I'm going to start with this. Uh, I try to customize these categories for the guest at hand. The first one is going to be, uh, a kind of derivative of what you were talking about because, and obviously you have a great look. Um, but let's do three looks that, um, it can relate either to when you were younger or even now, that are extreme enough that it feels like that ship has sailed, but these are three looks that you could adopt for, later on okay for 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 whatever period of time, just for fun, as like a window in, like what would I look like if I'd had gone full on blah blah blah
1: like or specific tomorrow. outfits that I had or well, like no, I mean or like or like like, like like what like like do you wish that you could wear
0: full on three piece suits, but like, you're not going to go down that road or do you wish high school, you would have like had a mohawk and black lipstick just for oh, for, yeah. for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like three alternate reality Janine's past, present or future okay. that are, you know, a, a, rocking an extreme enough look that like, you're probably not going to suddenly start right. doing this, right, but that you'd think would be fun.
1: I would love to go full goth. Full goth. Great. Um, that's super interesting to me. Um, uh what else? I would uh, what about like a full uh santeria like totally that's like the like the Cuban yeah voodoo. Yeah. yeah, just like full white like great. like uh island of Dr. Moreau yeah. sort of like <laughs> yes. flowing white uh clothes that's great. yeah that's, that's great, that great, great. great. um. Uh and I feel like opposite of me like full on like like like, like Rita Moreno like like uh wonderful. I think yeah. I'm just going to put Jessica Rabbit. Okay, yeah. That's
0: wonderful. that's what that noise represents. Wonderful. That's certainly what it made me think of, but I love the Murder Rita, Rita Moreno reference also. Uh perfect. Okay. 3 um 3 artists Mm -hmm. that you uh that that basically are like i know this is tricky because you know it's that thing where i bring up somebody and you're like well i think that person was a monster but like imagine that these people are a a pleasure to be around three artists that you get to sort of be in their presence when they're in their process does that make sense Mm -hmm. like a painter or a sculptor like you get to sort of like sit and watch Monet Daruda,
1: oh or you get oh to visual like, artist yeah oh okay um, I'm going back to your portrait okay days. yeah yeah my favorite painter is Lucian Freud
0: all right wonderful um
1: uh David Shrigley I love um And, oh, who would be a crazy monster person (laughs) that I would actually be interested?
0: Like, I don't like, like, I understand Rodin, for example, to have been Rodin, yeah, to have been like a misogynist. And but there's a part of me that actually wants to see that happen. Like there's part of me that wants to see Camille Claudel and Rodin to see like, oh, she really did do all of your best stuff or whatever. Just to like solve that art mystery kind of. I would I would like to do a Pollock because he like smokes
1: Mm. over his piece. He's just so like, yeah, absolutely.
0: Great, great, great. Um, Okay, next one is uh, uh, three fictional places. That you would have a vacation home. Like they don't exist. Like they exist in film and literature. Um, Or
1: all extended to be,
0: it could be like on another of our own. Right. Oh,
1: Toontown. Toontown for sure. Great. Um, I drove through the tunnel to Griffith Observatory that was used Mm -hmm. in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was
0: screaming the entire way I drove. Oh my God. How do you feel about Disneyland's Toontown? It's, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Like it's pretty. Teeny. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. Um, I also love that movie, by the way. And I'm oh, 100% I, it, 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 those people who have listened to many of the podcast episodes are no stranger to I could talk so for a long time about the shoe that gets dipped. Oh, my God, the, yeah. The fact that that is still one of the most upsetting scenes I've ever Absolutely. seen in a movie at any time. And I couldn't make myself cry right now thinking about that poor shoe
1: and the look that he on his face. That yeah. Thing. The eyes. Why? Yeah. And he's so. like Yeah. You do this? Yeah. Oh, that, um, also that movie, this is a sidebar that movie when I was a child made me so fascinated with cool world cause okay. I feel like, so because Jessica rabbit was my sexual awakening, Sure the previews of cool world were like okay so you know jessica rabbit this is like a porn version uh-huh. like, I, so I, like i remember yeah as a yeah, kid yeah. being like i want to see that movie <laughs> just let me see it uh, uh, and then when i finally saw it I, I don't i was like yeah this is not that like, great of a movie i, I mean, barely uh, remember it but was it kim Basin?
0: yeah, yeah. You know, like as a cartoon. as a cartoon now this is a maybe this is a better question for me to ask you offline so uh, i can even potentially <laughs> edit it out if you don't want to answer it but now knowing this about you have you and or did you ever go down the road of like erotic no animation pornography yeah. and like
1: japanese anime and that kind no. of thing no i think now that i uh have sexual experience like when it's drawn to a ridiculous degree i'm a little bit like all right come on yeah. now boobs right. don't do that right right um, right, right right uh so yeah no 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 interest in it. i mean i've certainly seen drawings of them i'm like if that was a real lady that would be a hot lady uh-huh. yeah uh but the cartoon itself with the exception of jessica rabbit i think because it's just so ro- rooted in me yeah um doesn't really, I got really do it. anything
0: i got it worth yeah. an ask okay so toontown is uh All right. your first oh, one
1: fake world um Uh, uh, Fantasia specifically the forest Where the bat and the snail guy are hanging out That little yeah fantastic that little area Um, Let's see
0: god fantasia has definitely come up on the podcast too. Uh, so good because i had a weird sexual fascination with the like centaurs like
1: oh really oh, what's what is happening how are they <laughs> doing it anyway i've talked about it before but anyway oh, no no no, not not the disney fantasia never ending story fantasia oh yeah 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 Oh, that's the name of the land Fan- fantasia yes it is
0: um it is and in the book it's like fantastica right which is like a weird Okay, so you're talking about the speedy sand. I'm sorry. I totally just assumed that it was the other one.
1: Those were pretty centaurs, though. They were very um, pretty people.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, I'm all for the rock tour
1: and the <laughs> snail and company. Yeah. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Um, and, oh, I really want to... Uh, these are all very uh, child-specific. Um, the, <laughs> the banquet table... And Hook, fantastic. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, Dante Bosco is a, is a great friend of
0: mine, and he and I do a lot of cons together. And I've only seen Hook once, and I saw it oh, way God. after it came out, so I have no attachment to it. And it is so impressive and amazing to see the impact that that movie had that I somehow just totally missed out yeah. on. It's so it's
1: weird. I still have this feeling when I watch the movie of where like I kind of almost. When I watched the movie, I feel so sad for Maggie Smith's character, Wendy Darling, because you can tell that she loved this man so much, and then for him to fall in love with her daughter, it's just like, I had that a lot, like in the the Sword and the Stone, when I was a kid, I couldn't finish that movie because I would cry so hard when the lady squirrel... When the boy got turned back into a boy, because she would cry because she lost her love. So like that. When there are are those characters of the same cloth, forget it. Yeah, like you can see in Maggie Smith's eyes and Hook, where she just has this longing for this man who's now so much younger than her. But it's just like the time. I hope you never saw somewhere in time. No, (gasps) I didn't. Never see it. (laughs) Never see it just all about lost love oh, there were and... so
0: many movies that my dad would be like i think you're ready to watch this and then i would watch it and he would have You'd to be stop it. he would have to stop it after a scene and i would be like hysterical oh. like <laughs> like not like when you can't cry enough you can't get enough of how sad you are out yeah what an emotional child i was same here nowadays they would have been like let's put you on drugs <laughs> um but back then boy yeah oh it's
1: like those fleeting things that they put in movies when you're like no
0: well i mean it had to be taken movie- out of bambi like there was no like yeah they showed it i mean i'm it was too young but like they showed it on the big screen again for right. like young kids to see yeah, in the yeah. 80s or whatever and my dad took me and I was like carried out when Bambi's mom was shot. Ugh. Like there's no movie after that. Yeah. Not to even get into life of Pi, because I probably never should have seen that movie. I haven't
1: seen that. Oh, oh
0: God. Movie that- I had, to, that's the first movie in a long time. I'm sure I talked about this before. But that's the first movie in a long time where I had to stop the movie and was like, I'm not okay. Like, mm-hmm. I need an hour to really not be okay. And then maybe I can return to this That's movie and watch the bulk of it. Because it has been <laughs> the first like 15 minutes that I was like, I'm not okay. Like, I'm, yeah. sh- I'm sobbing. If this was in theaters. You had to walk out? No. I knew I've uh, been told okay. by those in the know not to see it in the theater. And just uh, on a whim, I was like, uh, when it finally was out, I was like, I can handle this. Come on. Yeah.
1: I, I, the couldn't. last movie I cried in theaters in, uh, was, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Perfect. Groot. And then I cried that like after leaving the movie throughout my day, um, because Groot isn't a real person and I cannot marry Listen, him.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> cried my eyes out for Groot also. Yeah. I was very, very upset. And I agree with you. That like I it love very
1: upsetting afterwards. I completely agree. Like just this realization of this character that I just fell in love with because they're so good and genuine. I and I know. was like, I cannot marry this tree person because they don't exist in real life. Can, oh God. Like, really I'm just like, why it. would you make these characters so lovable?
0: All right, listen. That's yeah. this okay. is my next, uh. my next category. <laughs> done okay. and done. My okay. next category, I'm building it around Groot. Okay. okay. So my next category is imaginary character that is real and is a companion of yours in some way.
1: Okay. Uh, group, of course, number one. Um, Oh God. Uh, Oh, I can't even pick a lady, any of the women from a league of their own, oh, any of them. Right. Uh, oh, that uh, movie. I just want to be friends with them and yeah, date all of them. They're just yeah. great women. Um, Oh, that's and, a great movie.
0: Ah, oh, what a joy that was.
1: Uh, oh I, I would say fried green tomatoes but i feel like it's the same genre of a league of their own um okay so i have groot a cartoony thing. i mean i'll take you
0: back too to like if there's anyone in toontown or if there's anyone in hook or if there's anyone in um the never ending story, story fantasia version i mean I, listen i wouldn't I, be shocked if you picked like falcor or someone but
1: um the the old couple from batteries not included i just you're swiftly becoming one of my favorite people <laughs> on this earth because um, they're also a real life couple the actors i don't know their names which is awful but oh those uh oh. that wasn't like jessica tandy and hume cron it was, was it? yes there it we was go.
0: we got there yes in a very short period of time i can't even say we got there like it was a journey <laughs> it was a one sentence yep. journey yeah those guys
1: they were specifically together too they
0: were speaking of another movie Uh, that you're just like oh god in heaven okay uh next category will be um three (laughs) three snl characters that somehow you also got to play like it's not that you think you would do it better but like you got the experience and joy of providing the joy you experienced watching
1: them Uh, from any era Um, uh, don't get me started. Don't even get me started. I might've gotten you
0: started, my friend. (laughs) Um, I'm afraid I've gotten
1: you started. Let's see. Oh, but it's, uh, the first thing that popped into my head isn't even an SNL character. It's from In Living Color. Mm, Okay. I don't know if this would be okay. I'll take it. One of my, not even one of my favorite musical parody, Kim Wayans playing, um, Desiree in okay. a you gotta be video okay it's not online great. I've looked everywhere for the video online but it, uh, she's so great she plays it totally straight in the beginning and it's the song you gotta be but then she eventually so she's like you gotta be bad you gotta be bold you gotta be a part-time ninja and she's like <laughs> doing all these ridiculous things that no oh, woman great. could possibly be um, great 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 I know that's not that's not SM. no I
0: put it right in there. Um, it's fine a sketch character
1: just I'm just looking just, back at okay. your
0: influences that's all on Let's things you were obsessed see. with when you were younger
1: uh, Mango as Chris Kattan, just because he just goes oh, so Mango. crazy and like spits in people's mouths. Yeah, uh, A <laughs> brave character, right? So there. good. And Eddie Murphy's James Brown, great, 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 great.
0: James B. Okay, romantic, romantic tryst, uh, wife, um. Uh, three women that you either spend this crazy alternate lifetime with, or you have uh, some sort of wonderful affair with Christina Hendricks. Whatever you think,
1: I have great fantasized greatly about breaking up her marriage, even though I love her husband and respect him as a couple. Yes, wonderful. Uh, let's see. Oh, who would I? I'm going to have to say Jerry Halliwell, Halliwell, because I fantasized about her in high school so much.
0: Are we at two redheads yeah, as our Peg Bundy and Jessica yeah. Rabbit? I love everything I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, um, I and- de- I defy <laughs> you
0: to pick anyone who's not a redhead. Now I really I know, need I, the final person I to need- also be a redhead. Oh, you need them to be a yes, redhead? I feel like oh, I want to <sighs> complete the set now.
1: I have two in my head, and I'm trying to decide between the two. <laughs> um... Julianne Anderson or Julianne Moore? Oh, God, that those is rough. Are t- those are so oh, difficult. Shit. That's
0: very rough.
1: Um, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Julianne Moore because I think she's eight. A- like her radiance. Yeah. Like I feel like she is gonna be a celebrity that I'm like, I would. S- uh, who's who's someone now? Where I'm like, oh, I would still Debbie Harry. Yeah, I would still sleep with oh, Debbie yeah. Harry yeah, yeah, in a yeah, heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like Julianne yeah. Moore is going to be like that for me. No, well. I get it. I get it. Oh, great, great picks.
0: Great job. Okay, um, next one is uh, uh, a, a perennial favorite. Um, three foods that you can have with zero consequences. Um, zero dietary consequences. Mm-hmm. So three things that are perhaps terrible for us if we had them all the time you can have the snap of a fingers out of a finger and in fact it's good for you
1: philly cheesesteaks great uh like really heavy indian food great. tikka masala great um great. yeah yeah uh, and
0: i feel like, like i sweet. i feel like i convinced myself for a long time in my 20s that tikka masala was like super healthy <laughs> it's, it's it's chicken in a sauce everybody it's, it's chicken, good for you tomato and half and yeah. half Actually, <laughs> it is so uh
1: oh, um good though. i feel like most a lot of people say pizza which i normally would but i'm gonna i'm gonna go um uh chocolate lava cake great
0: sweet yeah get that sweet in there Okay, and then last category is um uh pet. Um uh, a pet. I, I'm gonna go with real life mm-hmm. possible pets mm-hmm. because we've been kind of flirting with the fantastic this whole time. Um so three different animals, real life animals that uh you could have as a pet.
1: Okay. Um I legit want either a pug or a Frenchie named Kathy Bates. Great. Uh see i would love to be able to have a lion as a pet great great and the last one a polar bear i feel like they would be so good to nap in them like (laughs) in them them. like they would lie back and just be a bed for you agreed listen
0: my character on the cartoon i was on had a polar bear dog combo (sighs) and uh many's the day i wish i could hang out with that creature um okay so i'm gonna pause this uh oh hold on Tell me when to stop. Okay. Stop. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pause this. I will come back with your wonderful results. results. Guaranteed. Mash future. Excellent. Oh, baby. All right. Boy, the dogs really enjoyed that intermission. Um, <laughs> at least one of them did because she was got a lot of love. I'll get the other one. All right. Time. Listen, this is okay. outstanding. Yay. It's just outstanding. Um, I'm gonna jump right in and congratulate you on your house that you have in the world of Fantasia. Yes, branding story. Um, Tree house. I love picturing you there. <laughs> uh, I like picturing you there, being the character of Mango, <laughs> <laughs> scrabbling around in Fantasia. <laughs> I also am interested in this idea of you dressing up uh, in full Santa Rio regalia as. Mango, it's great. It's all very physical, it's all very connected to the earth. Yeah. I mean this is wonderful. Um I don't I'm not familiar with David Trigley's painting, so what, tell me what oh, that, what, I love, what he's like. What is his style?
1: He does like doodles that are just very self aware of the art world and oh. very tongue in cheek. Okay. Um he's he's very clever are as an illustrator, yeah.
0: Well, you should know that you have this sort of inside track on, on David Shrigley's work because Excellent. you can sort of like appear and be a fly on the wall and like hang out with him and stuff. Perfect. Which is the opposite of being a fly on the wall. Um, <laughs> I want to congratulate you on your ability to eat as much tikka masala
1: yes! as my desires. It's hard with the white Santeria robes, but I manage. <laughs> you know what? I- you know who probably
0: Make like, I, I, this is the, this, the The creature that is catching any uh, drippage is uh, your pet lion.
1: Yay!
0: Um, I want to congratulate you on your uh, passionate affair with Jerry Halliwell. Mm hmm. Ginger Spice. But, and I do feel I saved best for last. You got Groot.
1: I got Groot! Yeah. Oh! Got my tree I partner. Know. I'm oh. so happy for you. Oh. I am as happy as if it were real. And he he is so happy in the Fantasia Forest, too. Yes, he, well
0: yeah. I want I almost oh. said it then, but then I was like, I gotta save Groot because it's such great news. How yeah. can I not save it for last? Oh But yes, he's so happy. we soul barks. like that You know what I
1: mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate you. I know, I hate me too. And I love you. <laughs>
0: oh my god, you got Groot oh. I wish I had a t-shirt for you that said I got Groot
1: <laughs> oh, some podcast listeners please make it oh my god
0: please do uh this is wonderful um this was such a treat thank you thank so you much. I am s- p- delighted that you're here in LA I hope that it treats you uh as well and 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 better than it's ever treated anyone frankly <laughs> because you. you're tops oh thanks Janet.
1: Um, thanks for having me and uh and and, and uh, where where should people look for you where do you want um on twitter etc yeah i mean I'm, I'm on i'm most active on twitter it's just at janine brito great yeah easy peasy
0: guys you know how to spell that because you have the episode in your hand that you're listening to yes. right now that has janine's uh do not spell it denine or do
1: <laughs> yeah um perfect excellent
0: i can't think of any other way to end this podcast and to Groot. once again remind
1: you that you I got got Groot. Groot. I'm so happy, Groot, everybody.
0: Now have seen you some the
1: podcast.
0: As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com Now leaving Nerdist.com